0: I think that's a
1: wee bit late, is it not? Oh, no,
0: not about that, I think. oh is it? Yeah. Okay. Is there anything you need to do? No, I just. Oh, this is for you, not me, isn't it? Oh, no, it's oh, the oh, sound. No, there's one of Okay. <laughs> so these, we're not going <laughs> really out
2: live sound wise, are, yes. are we? Yes. Oh, we yes. are going Oh, you're sneaky beggars. <laughs> Is that the thing I want to say? No, I thought Penny's going to do all that for me. <laughs> well, that's the part of it. You get the, the in-conversation part as well now. You do. Okay. <laughs> okay, I've turned our chat off now. So just, right. on, just up in your lapel would be great for that.
0: We ruined uh, Mavine Westwood's outfit. Did we? <laughs> well, no, I got caught. And then a big thread started trailing of <laughs> um, Now I
2: went on notice from my side of things. <laughs> OK, good. Shall we go, then? You want
3: to
1: go
0: I think we should just start now. All
3: right, I'll, two minutes and
0: half. Fine, that's absolutely fine. So it will come up to us, and but you won't see it yet until we f- complete our answer online. So I think in terms of the fact that you can hear and see us, uh, or you, means that it's worth us reading out the questions so that people know what we're discussing, instead of just read it and then... Right,
2: okay. But this is different from previous in-cameras with...
0: In that we've got a live stream, that's the only difference. Right. That's quite a big difference. Yeah. But Um, I'm not on camera, am I? I
2: don't know.
0: They've tricked me straight off a train.
2: Is Penny on camera? No, Penny's not on camera, it's just because I'm camera. Good. Oh, <laughs> OK.
1: Visually, it's the same form, I have just live videos. Yeah,
2: right, it's just live answering questions. Not going to say, Penny, I don't make that sound half
0: Ah, oh, that's nice, so it's more friendly.
2: That's one word again.
0: Oh, well, you should think about that.
2: Is that I, all right, kids?
0: Yeah, Des is going to check the colour balance. Yes,
2: no, we've got it here, so
0: just now. Oh, okay. So, um, Brittany, I don't click until you tell me, is that right? No, I'll
3: just, um, just go to...
0: Uh, okay.
2: So, how does it work when you ask me... twice. I see the question, I guess, yeah? Yeah, we both see the question. We both see the question. And you ask me the question, and then I... Kind of an answer. Yeah. But you'll you'll need to compose a typed answer because I just sort yeah. of waffle otherwise.
0: Uh, yes, and and there's opportunity to edit it or take a word out that you didn't like in yeah. is that, sorry, did you say you're ready? Yeah, you're Thanks, Brutie. Okay, let's click on a moment. Okay. <clears throat> you good to go? No, I'm fine yeah. Okay, great. Um so the first question is from me. Um so that'll
2: be an easy question, then, Penny? <laughs> it's, no, it's
0: not a difficult one. Okay. It? No hatchet job. Um, in the voiceover to his film Chop Suey, mm-hmm. um, Bruce Weber says that photographers photograph things they can never be. Over the past 27 or so years photographing, what do you think it's allowed you to access that you could never have been?
2: Um, most things, probably. Um, it is a way of living out... You have to be slow with me. Oh, I'm sorry. It, it is a way of living out desires. Um, there are certain things that I don't feel... <laughs> Ooh. Sorry, you have to, you have pace to get me into a, a okay. rhythm
0: with me. It is a way...
2: It's certainly a way of living out desires.
0: Desire, desires? Desires. Mm-hmm.
2: I could never have been um, most of the things I photographed. Part of the reason to do it is to experience them. Um, your question was what, um, what things would I wanted to be or what things could I... B-
0: what do you think it's allowed you, ac- you access to that you could never have been?
2: Well, everything I do. I mean, that's, that's the reason to do it almost, it's almost to do the things you can't be and to um, you know, to live the worlds you, you, know, you can't live in. That's why I work with McQueen. I mean, that's right, okay, so we've
0: got so far, most things probably, um, it's a way of living out desires. I could never be most of the things I photograph, part of the reason to do it is to experience them.
2: Yeah, well that's a, it's a fair answer. I'm trying to think if I can think of a, of, a, of a particular thing. Um, I mean, photographing skinhead was a reason to, to actually experience that. I don't think I'd have done it if I didn't have a camera. I wouldn't have spent two or three years of my life involved in that particular.
0: i to slow you down, sorry.
2: Sorry, can I, I'll find it the right
0: answer. Yeah, it, it, that's the way that these things, we just have to find a rhythm. wouldn't have done it. I don't. I wouldn't think. have done it without a camera. I uh, done it.
2: You didn't try and type this, but I think that's the whole, the whole notion of photography, is, is it, it takes you to places that you wouldn't have... I' well, say you, you couldn't be, that you, you haven't got access to without photography. You know, the whole idea of that being allowed to witness something, you're being allowed to witness it for the common good, if you want. You're being allowed to... And that's where photography first started, as a sort of witness to... The things that people couldn't see.
0: That's a nice that. As a witness to, to things, the, you to the
2: events that people weren't couldn't couldn't see or couldn't experience. I was thinking here of Fenton's work in the Crimean War. Yeah, yeah, I was
0: just thinking something similar. Okay, read over that and then let's see if we want to cut it.
2: Can't see it. Okay, most things <laughs> Completely probably, um, blinded by the lights.
0: Um, it's a way of living out desires. There could never be most of the things I photograph. Part of the reason to do it is to experience them. Photographing skin head, not head. <laughs>
2: <laughs> Excellent. Well, I can't see anything. It's mm. all, all little points of light. So. Mm.
0: was well, part of the way to experience it. I wouldn't have done it without a camera. The whole notion of photography is that it takes you to places you couldn't access otherwise. That's the way it started as a witness to... The
2: the events that people can see or experience. Yes, that's also its a problem. Okay. It's, it's an inherent Achilles heel of photography. Because it's part of its problem because then people expect it to be a truth. Right. It, I'm convinced that that's a, a tricky way of understanding photography. I think, anyway, my, my, my point would be that it is that, 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 that um, is prof- photography's problem, that it is taken as a witness to an event and therefore an impartial witness.
0: Okay.
2: All right. Shall we go? Yeah. yeah.
0: Okay. I don't know what order these are going to come up in. Very welcome. Would you like? I well, shall we help. put that down there? Okay. So this one's from Pablo mm, Jimenez Zapayola from Texas. Oh, hi, Pablo. When did you decide to be a photographer, and what defined your thinking at that precise moment?
2: <laughs> um, poor Pablo is going to get a, um, a very mundane answer. Um, I decided to be a photographer. Um, well, there's different stages at it. I decided to take photographs when it was mm-hmm. eight method to, um, how best to put it in a slightly more um, elevated way. It was a way of having some sort of social purpose, I guess. That's a more elevated way than saying it was a way of chatting up girls. <laughs> that was the truth. Um, it was, I, it, it was, something that I, I yeah, it was 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 done as just part of the social thing, sort of, yeah. and if you had a camera, it gave you some sort of purpose of doing things, which actually relates back to the first question. We had. <laughs> doing things you can't, you can't get access to, or experiencing things you can't get access to. So that, that was how it started, it started very mundane, as a bit of social interaction. Um, um. That was how it started, but how I took it up as a career because I was doing something I hated, and I saw no reason to do
0: it. Okay, so I'll read this back to you. I decided to take photographs when it was a way of having some sort of social purpose. It was a way of chatting up girls. If you had a camera, you had some sort of purpose. But I took up as a career because I was doing something I hated.
2: Yeah. I'd, um, it's not just because I was doing something I hated. It was something that I loved that I didn't think I would be able to do. I mean, I, uh, photography was always something that was my hobby or my or, you know, oh, fun part. I thought you meant part. something
0: else. Cause you wasn't I was thinking human biology. biology yeah,
2: yeah. And human biology was something I thought I had to do. Um, so I thought I had to do it to get to medicine. And photography was therefore not on my path of... of um, not on my path of... Um, on my way to medicine, it was a sort of you know, a pleasure. <laughs> studying medicine, <laughs> studying human biology, certainly so didn't feel like a pleasure. Um, so I took it up really for that. Um, I took it. I took it up when it was quite clear to me that I had no desire to become a doctor. And, I had, and photography was the only thing actually that I was any good at. It's the only thing in the whole of my education that I shined at. You know, no. being able. I'm getting lost. Yes, yeah. <laughs> right. That's um, probably how I speak, Penny. That's
0: okay. Um, uh, f- uh, a pleasure. Um, right. So we've got. I've decided to take photographs. It was mm. a way of having some sort of social purpose. A way of chatting up girls via the camera. You had some sort of purpose, but I took it up as a career. i played that same as much as I Yeah, yeah. repetition. Yeah. yeah, that's the yeah. Okay. Um. But I took it up as a career because I was doing something I hated—human biology—that I thought I had to do on my way towards medicine. Photography was a hobby, a pleasure. Yeah. And then you said something. About it was the only, the only thing, thing that I was
2: any good at. It was the only thing in my education that I shined at. That I, I had people—not people, you know—the only thing that I was that had any sort of skill at. I think it's a, a, a thing that you, you know, you're looking for things that you get some sort of um yeah people praise you for doing something it's very it's a very it's a very pleasant feeling and I guess a lot of us seek praise in our lives so it was you know it was something like it was the first thing I ever had in any of my education you know being a kind of you know a business down to write this but you know being a, 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 a sort of not a failed science student, but a mediocre science student, isn't really a very satisfying thing to be. But as soon as you uh, took up a camera and people say, oh, that's, that's kind of good, that's nice, or whatever, you get some instant price. So you, it seemed to be a, a, you know, a much more pleasurable thing than being a sort of mediocre science student. So I don't know if that gives you any more to say. Yeah, yeah,
0: I'll put more that's than... A... That's nice. Sorry, I know it's frustrating to tame t- right, t- t- yeah. oneself in. Ah, right, now we've got two people who have asked the same question here. Emily from Derby and Andre Penteado, I think, okay. uh, from London. Oh. What do you feel in the split second you decide to snap the photo?
2: Mm, that's a good question. Um, I think there's an enormous rush of energy. I mean, it's, it's to do with energy. There's some sort of transfer or um, sharing of energy. I'm not being very good at explaining this, but um, i just trying to think um, to be able to articulate a little bit more. There's a sort of... Um, there's a, I want to say the word climax, but that sounds so sexual, I don't particularly want to use it. <laughs> but there is that sort of peaking Acumen. of the energy. Mm. Yes, it's a, a feeling of a sort of, you know, it's to do with energy. It's to do with a transfer or sharing some moment of energy, some moment of, of something, an excitement.
0: Okay, we've got, which I think sounds quite enigmatic, there's an enormous rush of energy. It's some sort of transfer, a peaking of energy that feels like sharing the excitement.
2: Yeah. Probably not. It's just, probably I'd lose the last, but it doesn't feel like showing the excitement. But it does feel like it's a rush of energy.
0: Okay, peaking of energy. Okay. okay. Um, from James Trigas Trigasquez uh, um, from uh, London. What part of your career do you treasure, and why hasn't more of your work been shown in public spaces? Quite
2: interesting question. Um, it's, it's a two, 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 point question. I deal with the, the, the first, but which part of my work do I treasure? Um, is always, James, is always the next part of it. Um, if you can treasure something you haven't got, that's what I have an emotional um, investment in, is the next bit.
0: Okay. okay so far, the part, part I treasure most is always the next bit.
2: Yeah, it's, it, I know mean, that, that sounds slightly odd, um, but it is the, the, the way I feel about it. I'm, mo- I'm much more excited about something that I haven't done yet than something that uh, I've already done and experienced. And I'm, i I try and slow down for
3: you.
2: I don't have any emotional investiture in stuff I've done in the past because it's a memory. Memories are sort of, I don't know if you agree with this, but memories are sort of a a safe thing you have at moments of reflection or they don't feel as crucial or invigorating or as um, exciting as something you're thinking about doing. That's like (laughs) yesterday's newspapers, but it's a bit, it's something you've done, so... Doesn't doesn't I don't have any of the um, I I certainly don't have the same emotional commitment to the past as I do to the future, Hmm. which sort of answers the second part of the question. Hmm. Um, That's why I haven't done um, I've done very few exhibitions. I'm much more excited about producing new work than I am about showing old work. I don't regard my work as trophies. I see it as conversation. And I don't think photographs are best displayed in galleries. <laughs> which might upset a few people. Having just experienced a gallery full of photographs yesterday, I felt most frustrating. And at the weekend. I really don't enjoy the experience of seeing photographs in galleries in any case. The most exciting way to see a photograph. We're talking photography as opposed to, to image or film. So, the most exciting way to see a photograph is passing it by on a billboard in a car, or flicking mm. through a magazine, or seeing it out of the tube window. those so That's how photography works for me. That's
0: The third way, passing
2: billboard in a car. I singing out of a window of a tube. It's, it's that sort of moment when yeah. you see something wha- and it's gone. And that it delivers its sort of power. I don't. That's the most exciting one. Not, not, the, not the only way, I know. But that's for me the most exciting way. It's the kind of. Mm. When it becomes part of the vernacular of life, part of this. When photography feels part of your life, and making it more energetic, more exciting, more full, that's when it's great. When you go and study it in the gallery, for me, it just loses its purpose.
0: I lost that last bit, but uh, let me just read Shut it to you, because right this, this is quite good. Um, the part I treasure most is always the next bit. I'm much more excited about something I haven't done yet. I don't have any emotional investiture in something I've done in the past because it's a memory. Memories are sort of safe moments of reflection aren't as crucial or invigorating as something just get that spell correctly, um, you're thinking of doing. I certainly don't have the same emotional commitment to the past as I do to the future. That's why I've done very few okay. Uh, okay. exhibitions, because I'm much more excited about doing new work than I am in the old. I don't regard my work as trophies, I see it as conversation, and I don't think photogra- photographs are best displayed in galleries. I really don't enjoy the experience of seeing them and seeing them will we put there, so it doesn't re- yeah. re- repeat in galleries. The most exciting way to see a photograph is passing a billboard in a car, flacking past it in a magazine, or seeing it out the window of a tube. That's how it delivers its power when it becomes part of a vernacular of everyday life. Yeah.
3: Probably.
0: That's great. James got a full answer. Oh, right, okay, two people. Mm-hmm. Um, from Naomi Sikandi in London, and Fudge Haldane, also in London. Do you ever have any doubts about your career choice?
2: do <laughs> um, My career choice. (laughs) I
0: suppose you're doing all right.
2: Yes, I feel, yes. The the reoccurring doubt I have, this isn't isn't an overwhelming doubt, but it's a reoccurring doubt, is whether it's socially worthwhile. Of whether medicine would have been a better choice. And that's a frustration in my life. I can expand on it, or we can leave it there. But it's, it's I mean, that's the that's, that's straight answer to it. Yeah.
0: yeah, no, I think that's good. Okay. And direct.
3: Uh-huh. From Kate
0: Moss. Uh-huh. Um, are you going to do another book, and if so, what will it be about? And when um, uh, we saw that we'd received this, um, Charlotte mentioned to me that apparently, I didn't know this, but um, that she'd loved Flora. So I don't know whether she means a book of your work or whether she means like a concept book.
2: Um, Well, it's lovely to have a question from Kate in any case. Yeah, busy Um, Kate. I mean, the thing is there are two or three books in the pipeline. Um, The problem with doing a book is it takes you... (laughs) it's, It's a long process. Um, but yes, yeah, certainly, Kate. There are there are books in the pipeline. What does you, What would you like me to do a book on? do you do a book on Kate? Um, you tell me what you want me to do a book on, Kate. I'll do it. Mm. Now there are lots of are lots of desires to do books, because I tend to work in projects. I tend not to see images as one off things. I tend to work in groups of Im- groups of visual uh, projects. So often they manage, said you know, uh, um, a set of landscapes or a,
0: You tend not to see them as one-offs. I tend, tend not to see
2: images as one I tend to see images often in my head as projects. So I'm interested in expanding them. So that's of quite, one often thinks I might make a good book. The reality of doing is books take an awful long time to do. And they're around forever. So you need to get them right. A lot of trees go missing when you do a book. So um, there's a there's a reason. There's a seriousness to doing a book.
0: Hold that thought for one moment. A long. Said
2: there's a seriousness to doing a book. Um, just trying to think how I can be succinct in my answer. Um, I mean, at the moment there's, you know, there's a book plan with Peter, which is retrospective. There's a book which is finished, which is the exhibition Plant Power. And in some ways, the good. As, sorry. What
0: was the one about the plant power? Sorry, there is. A there's, a,
2: there's a finished one called, about um, which is a book that goes with the exhibition Plant Power, which is an exhibition that's resting on. 15 years after it, or 14 years after it was first first started. Um, so there's, those are two books that are definitely in the pipeline as we speak.
0: Plant Power two words. No, one word.
2: Okay. Sorry. Um, and they have a, doing a book is a useful thing. It's, it's like mental. It's mental filing. You tend to put projects that are still floating a little bit in your mind. You tend to put them in a place where you can visualize them easily and see them. So it's a little bit like doing a sort of filing in your head, which is quite a, quite a nice feeling, but of a structure or order isn't a bad feeling. So there's a good side to doing books. The side which I like, sorry, I'll let you get to that. Yeah. But the side that I like less about doing them is, is similar to how I feel about photography in general, that it means you have to go back to past work and the speed of doing a book isn't the same as the speed that I like to work at.
0: Um, the, the, like, the side I like less about them is similar to how I feel about doing photography. Did you say? Or well, you not,
2: what I meant to say is, is, the reason I don't do exhibitions is similar to the reason I don't do books. All right, similar. To it's it. because it means you have to go and look at the past, the body of past work, and actually, up. As I've said already, it's not what I'm so excited by. Books tend to be about the past.
0: Interesting. Let me read this over so you can yeah. see if there's a mo- anything more to add. There are two or three books in the pipeline. The problem with doing one is that it's a long process. What would you like me to do? One, you tell me and I'll do one. Um, I tend not to uh, see images as one offs, often see them in my head as projects. Often one thinks that that would make a really good, great book, inverted commas. The problem is that they take ages and they are around for a really long time. A lot of trees are felled to make one, so you've got to get it right. Um, there's a seriousness, seriousness to doing a book. At the moment, there's a retrospective planned with Peter Saville, and mm-hmm. um, there's also a finished one that goes... Why don't we approve finished book because...
2: I should have put the retrospective planned that Peter's designing, because it sort of makes it sound like I'm mm-hmm. doing a retrospective of our work together, is not.
0: Uh, there's also a finished book that goes with the exhibition mm-hmm. I did called "Plant Pirate the Natural History Museum. Doing one is like mental filing, that structural order, order is a good feeling. The side I like less about them is similar to how I feel about exhibitions. You need to return to past work, books tend to be about the past. Yeah. That's
2: nice. Um, doesn't sound too flippant, does it to yeah, No, I
0: don't think so. Um, uh, and in terms of like a, oh, a, con- a sort of concept, project-based book, when you said there's three in the pipeline, there's...
2: Um, well, partly the one I'm doing with Peter is two books. Oh, um, right, I see. I see. But, um, but there are sort of, you know there are desires to do you know I'd like to do a book of all the deal work for instance that would make a nice series of books. Um, there's a book of landscapes I'd like to try and approach. You know, there's a book of there's a, there's a whole bunch of books. But I'd rather do a film than a book. Is the truth.
0: I'll hold so. that then one moment.
2: I don't know if it's worth saying that, hi Kate, at the beginning of that. Sure. See
0: you
2: next week, Kate.
0: Oh, right. This is from Jacob Marum in Copenhagen. Right. Um, what's the typical process on an advertising campaign together with John Galliano?
2: Okay. Um, it's quite straightforward. I see the fashion show. Well, no, actually, it doesn't start there. <laughs> John invites me to Paris before the fashion show. Mm-hmm. Um, where, we, where he shows me what he's going to do. What he's, Explains explains the um, desires behind his collection. What what he's trying to articulate with his collection. And I see the live event in Paris. And um, then I make proposals to him. Explain to him how I might interpret his desires. But it's pretty much, a, it's a two-way conversation.
0: Sorry, I can't get the hang of this uh, keyboard.
2: And to some degree, we, it's, because uh, over the last eight and a half years, we've built up a, over the last eight and a half years, we've built up a, a, a visual language for Deal. adding To that, as well, as adding new elements to that, we will remix elements from the past. So, for instance, um, use of lens, which because of the Dior lens we use, which is always given a for. Element to the campaign, it's the way it, the way it distorts the model's bodies. Also, um, yeah, John will remix his own collections, so they're not always, you know, he'll take signature pieces from his collections and re see those. So. So it's a sort of re remixing or yeah, remixing of um, of references and things we've already established and plus adding into into it into that new bits, new I'll try and make the images as intense a communication as that you possibly can across a page of Across the magazine page. After it's shot, after the shooting in Paris, which John attends, we say there's a sort of seven day shooting in Paris, or depending on how long it is, five to seven day shooting in Paris. Mm -hmm. John and I continue to work together at that point, so on the shoot itself. And then in the same way that some American um, R&B music is heavily produced, the Dior campaigns are very, very heavily post-produced. So uh, there's about s- six weeks to six to eight weeks of post-production on each one of the images to make. I can't remember we put it already, but to make as intense a communication as possible.
0: God, I didn't know it was as much as that.
2: Yeah, usually about that time. That's That's because I'm really uh, not very good at what I do. It needs that time. Um, And then they go to Paris to be approved, to have a meeting with Mr Arnaud and Mr Toledano, which I don't attend, incidentally. Thank
3: goodness.
2: They're sent to Paris to be approved by Mr Arnaud and Mr Toledano and John himself.
0: Meeting I don't attend is quite nice
2: yeah. I wouldn't bother with a meeting I don't attend nice, yeah. um, because right, okay. okay. it, it would imply that's a much more bigger thing than it is. Okay. <laughs> I'm quite, quite happy not to be there at that meeting.
0: <laughs> I'll bet.
2: I wouldn't want them to read and think. Oh well, I'm getting round next time then. <laughs> Certain things I'm quite happy to sure, give, sure give control over. Right.
0: Okay. This is from oh, Panagiotis Costuros, I think. Athens and uh, Chan Hoi Wa from uh, Hong Kong. Okay. Do you believe that a new designer should build his image in one photographer's view uh, or he should better exhibit different styles from different photographers? Do you honestly think that Alexander McQueen could have had such an amazing start without your official contribution? (laughs) (laughs) Yes, I think he did as
2: well. Um, I think that designers are now at a point with image making where they're quite capable of doing it themselves to be honest. Um, and I would say at the beginning, when um, they're trying to find out about what they're about, I think producing their own, Im- their own imagery might not be a bad thing to try and do.
0: Right, no. Their selves.
2: I, well, I, I think that designers have a very good visual imagination. And the, the equipment or the, the, the technological, technological side to producing imagery now is at such an accessible point. I think actually, you know, that they don't really need to seek out the help of a photographer, certainly not at the early stages.
0: Technological side to making images is
2: so accessible.
0: So
2: accessible. I mean, who have we had, Penny, that's, that's done? Is it Patrick Soda, Soda Stamp. Soda um, we've, you yeah, know, the, um, the designers are quite capable of putting on yeah. a, a perfectly convincing. I'm not convinced that sounds concerning, but you know, perfectly good and Biobol, something better because yeah. Yeah, they understand their vision. So I would encourage them, if they're talking about designers starting out, I'd encourage them to do their own imagery. I don't really right. see the reason to bring in a photographer at this point.
0: Okay, well what we've got is designers mm. are now at a point, at a point, with image making that they could quite easily do it themselves, th- let's put themselves instead of mm. themselves themselves, to be honest. They have a very good visual imagination, the technological side to making images is so accessible now yeah. that, uh, well, no, no, maybe well. we don't need that now. Um, do you want me to make that aside about, you know, there have been times when very young designers have contributed things to Show Studio? Yeah, I think
2: yeah. Show Studio is, is um, a platform where you know, it's been clear that the power has changed from yeah, from everything having to go through the photographer as a method of communication. Hopefully, it's one of the things that shows she has done is empowered other people in different parts of the business. Business sounds rather unpleasant way of putting it.
0: Um, I've paraphrased slightly, so that's check, check. Um, is a platform that's proven the balance of power has changed. Designers now have the ability to manage their own representation. Mm-hmm. Representation makes it sound like an agent, doesn't it? With visual, one. shall I put visual representation?
3: Yeah.
0: yeah, And then you said something else that was interesting at the end. You said something about, um, which was a great, it was a g- good thing, but...
2: Um, it's, 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 I'm not sure what i said now, Penny, but I mean, the thing is that, traditionally in fashion, I don't we really need put it, but traditionally the photographer's been the person who, if you want, speaks for the designer.
0: Mm-hmm.
2: And one of the things that shows you is empowered. Did we already put this?
0: Yeah, let's put hopefully, yeah. hopefully we have empowered the designer.
2: Yeah.
0: And then do you want to come on to answer the bit about um, Alexander McQueen?
2: Oh, uh, what was the question? He says, says, "Do you
0: honestly believe that Alistair, Alistair, <laughs> Alexander McQueen, <laughs> uh, McQueen. Uh, could have had such an amazing start without your visual contribution?"
2: Well, he did have an amazing start without my visual contribution. I had, sadly didn't work with Lee until um, I can't remember when it was, but it's certainly a couple of collections down the line. I'm not in any way suggesting that photographers mm. are redundant. I'm just made suggesting that there are more options than there used to be. Okay. I'd also suggest that filmmakers were mentioning this as well. Mm -hmm. Um,
0: uh, Well, we put. uh, It's just that designers have a few more options now, uh, particularly with film.
2: Yeah. Mm -hmm. Expressing themselves through film. Great. Yeah.
0: This is from Martin Parr. Wow, excellent. Um. Oh, that's an evocative question. Um, When you... (laughs) Surprise, surprise. uh, When you take on a fashion assignment, do you think of it as your own work or the
2: client's work? I think it's... Let me me see. Well, I I never make a separation, to be honest. Um, I see it as a communication I'm making on behalf of the client. I'm trying to understand their world. I don't approach work like that I? I don't. I don't approach my work like that. I don't seek to establish ownership. One it. see partly what i'm doing when i 'm working with a client i, I don 't actually see them as clients um, part of what I do is a chance to experience their world
0: so let's let's see what how to do this then Shall I put that underneath yeah um,
2: i don't i don 't consider my the people I work with as clients so much but um, it 's just not how I feel about them
0: uh, i don't um Choose? Did you say
2: choose or seek? So I don't consider the people I work with as clients in that way because it's that that pushes a a very commercial slant on the relationship. So I I don't, I don't call them clients. I don't see them as Mm -hmm. clients. Secondly, I see my work as a conversation. Don't see it as sort of doing something that's you know, it's, it's, a, it's always a relationship. The, 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 I see my work as we want a series of relationships and conversations within those relationships.
0: Right, let me read you back, this back.
2: Yeah, it sounds garbled, it's <laughs> no, okay,
0: on. it's just that you think laughably. So, um, so, I never make a separation to be honest, I see it as a communication I'm making on behalf of the client though, um, uh, through trying to understand their world. I don't see- seek to establish ownership. And then it comes on to a second part mm-hmm. that kind of qualifies that. Um, I uh, don't consider the work, uh, people I work for, clients, and um, that slants the relationship. Secondly, I see my work as a conversation, it's always a series of relationships.
2: Uh, it's conversations within side, okay. a series of relationships. Yeah, do you want to just baffle, the, open the curtains up because the pan is getting quite hot? So I'm I mean, quite cool. Recently, so oh I'm not yeah. doing anything. Just just, I'm just sitting there doing nothing. So. <laughs> Pleasantly warm. Fashion I just don't approach it that way.
0: I don't know. I think you're going to feel distracted by the studio if we open that up. Maybe I can just bear the heat. Well, it's well, not no, it well,
2: If I get distracted, I'll, I'll tell you. Um, I just don't, have, I don't approach my work, I, mean, I think I've said what I need to say, but um, I just very kindly asked a question, I should try and find a, a fuller answer for him, which is driving at something. Um, it just doesn't feel like how I approach my work, that's the funny thing, so I'm, I'm trying to answer the question yeah. in a way that would belie that I approach my work in that way, mm. and I don't. So that's yeah,
0: because I'm wondering if we're setting you up to contradict yourself when you, you first mention the client and then you say that you don't really think of them as clients. I just wonder if we can... Maybe we'll put that in inverted commas so it, yeah. it doesn't sound like a word that you... I don't think I've ever I heard you refer a, to clients before. <laughs> no, I, I wouldn't call
2: Alexander McQueen a client. Mm-hmm. That would suggest a very different relationship than the one I have with him. Or I yeah. wouldn't call John a client. I wouldn't call J.Lo a client.
3: Mm-hmm.
2: Um, none of those people are, do I think of in that way. Mm. Um, so I always see them as relationships. Wrongly, but maybe. Let's
0: put that in then. Hang on a minute.
2: Um, I just have a slightly different. I don't have it. Although what I do is largely well funded.
0: Oh, well, hang on a moment. But I was just going to put those okay. names in Yeah, cause I think that's we. interesting.
2: I'm what I'm seeking for in a is some sort of what I'm seeking is some sort of emotional relationship, and that's why I tend to stay with people, clients. So I tend to stay with, with, with the same work with the same people again and again and again. Yoji for twelve seasons, with John for nearly nine years now, Lee's for at least the same time. Those are people who I have a, who I perceive to have a emotional relationship with, and it will be one of the defining factors. For moment. Sorry. These
0: are people that
2: I perceive to Perceived have. Perceive I have a. They might treat me as a. Whatever the opposite of a client is. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> My yeah. idea is that, I, that I, have some sort of, yeah, <laughs> I have some sort of relationship with them. I might be deluded in that. But um, that's how I how I feel about it. And it is why I work with so few people. Not so few people. Why I work A, with the same people again and again, again and again. Yeah, so and So
0: few people for a for, uh, photographer of your ilk. Look, these yeah, some I've, people shoot gazillions of campaigns. But that's
2: because I don't find the emotional connection with gazillions of, of designers or mm. gazillions of other...
0: Maybe this sounds a bit lonerish if I repeat it back to you at the end, yeah. so you can help <laughs> me. No, I never make a separation. To be honest, yeah. I see it as a communication I'm making on behalf of the client, though yeah. uh, through trying to understand their world. I don't seek seek to, uh, is it seek or see seek to establish ownership, and yeah. um, I don't consider the people I work for clients why don't we put however because mm-hmm. that is a qualification that slants the relationship I wouldn't call John Galliano and um, Alexander McQueen or Lo clients secondly I see my work as a conversation it's always a series of conversations from within a series of relationships mm-hmm. though what I do is largely well funded what I'm seeking through it is some sort of emotional relationship which is why I tend to work with the same name uh, same people again and again Yoji for 10 seasons John for nearly nine years lead the same these are people that I perceive to have a, I perceive Myself to have a close yeah. relationship
2: with? Uh, not close, I say relationship with. Mm-hmm. Close would, would, would suggest yeah. things. That, Intimacy. Uh, yeah. uh,
0: have a relationship with. It's why I work with so few people. I don't have close emotional relationships with many people. But, but that sounds a little bit yeah, yeah. I do have close uh,
2: relationships with, with, with <laughs> lots of people. Um, um, I would take out that last bit. Yeah,
0: yeah, okay. Although I do think what you said was was right, that it's just that you, you don't seek to establish relationships. You said once before to me something like, uh, I think when we did that thing with Our Magazine, you were yeah. just saying that you know you just don't have room for that level of, of connection.
2: Well, there aren't um, that many, I mean, in, in your life, there aren't that many, you're right, there isn't that much room for that level of emotional connection, I think you put it very well.
0: in your life if there isn't enough room for that level of emotional connection with more than a few people or something yeah well
2: yeah Yeah.
0: that's fine great thank you martin got a good considered answer
2: yes i'm trying to (laughs) try to get a
0: good (laughs) oh a cheeky one um what's a ballpark figure to get you to shoot our sun silk campaign says uh uh, daniel sheriff from new york (laughs) Um <laughs> to put the hair hair in. <laughs> <coughs> Oops.
2: Um, Sorry. How best to answer that without being um <laughs> flip. Yeah, exactly. Um to I need to phone my, my, my agent exactly. Mm-hmm. Shall um, I put that in? I can't see that I'd photographed her some sort of campaign unfortunately. Um mm-hmm. but I think you'd have to talk to my agent, is is, is the is the, the true sad answer to that?
0: Here's me thinking you were going to answer it. Yeah. I don't think you should. (laughs) Okay. Several people. Andrew Elliott from New York, uh, Rich Lee from Mm -hmm. Montreal, and Santiago Ferrero Mm -hmm. from Colombia. Excellent. Ask, do you consider your work to be art?
2: It's not a question that I ever pose myself. It's not something that seeking the answer would help me do my next piece of work. It wouldn't help me understand my work better. Um, I do the work I do because I love. I love it. Sounds flipping. Um I do the work I do because I have to. I want to. I, I can't see another way of doing. It. I can't not do it. So I. I don't. I, so I never would never question. Well, it's sort of. I wouldn't ever ask that question of it. Um, but I can find a better answer. I'm sure. Um, I, I, I don't. I, I never ask that question, what I do. It wouldn't help me answer. It wouldn't help me with my, with my shoot I have to do on Thursday. It wouldn't help me at all to, ever, to seek an answer to that question. It's irrelevant and I don't care, is the truth of it. Mm. Um, uh, it wouldn't
0: help me.
2: It <laughs> wouldn't help me with the work I have to do on Thursday or any other job or any other piece of work coming up.
0: He said the truth of it is I don't the care. The truth of
2: it, it's irrelevant, and I don't care. Um, I mean the only, it's, 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 one would have to sort of search quite hard to find any benefit to having a label attached to your work. I don't label it in other, with other labels. I don't think it's... I find I shun other labels if I can. I don't think of myself as a fashion photographer, as a photographer, an imagist or anything else, filmmaker or anything else. So I shun the classification of my work because it's not helpful. So I can't really think of any benefit to putting another label on it.
0: I've, that I ever pose myself, it's not something that seeking the answer would help me do my next piece of work I wouldn't help; it wouldn't help me understand my work any better I do the work I do because I have to I want to, I can't not do it so I would never ask that question of it with my shoot that I have to do on Thursday it wouldn't help me if I were to ask that question or any other piece of work coming up the truth of it is that it's irrelevant and I don't care one would have to search quite hard to find a benefit to attaching a label to your work uh, to my work, sorry, not your I um, shun classification, I don't think of myself as a fashion to talk an images to a filmmaker or anything else.
2: Yeah. All right, right. Great.
0: Ah, <laughs> uh, from Carlo Brandelli. Could, what, can I sit up straight from and Hilger. not make his
2: suit look um, <laughs> <Yeah>.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Okay, so, uh, Nick, until about the 17th century, art was mainly commissioned for the church, for people to see en masse, and that work is very known and defines our history. It's very powerful in many ways issues of control, access, the church was the gallery. Would you like to work on a religious project? Oh, and what would you do?
2: Um, hmm. I find religion a very tricky subject as I, um, I'm not religious. Um, I think the church um, has never been part of my life, and I have no plans to make it part of my life. It's not to say I don't have my own beliefs, but I certainly don't adhere to any structured...
0: Uh, That's not to say I don't have any beliefs. Yeah. It's just, sorry, what
2: did you say? Um, um, I don't adhere to any sort of structured or organised system of beliefs. In fact it's a permanent with permanent amazement.
3: That's that's not very
2: good English sentence. No, I Um, think that's quite nice. The permanent amazement that one group of people can think they know the answer to a question that can't possibly be answered more than the next group of people with the same question. But that's not a very good way of putting it. <laughs> sort of... No, yeah. I might, such I, such I, as what? Well, the you know... The, meaning of life? Well, what God there is. What... You know, I've, I've never been able to find any I don't understand how people can be so convinced well, that they're I'm willing to... to I, can't, I, can't, I find it very hard to imagine why people can be so convinced about something they clearly can't know the answer to. Hmm. You know, and as for persecuting other people for not knowing, you know, for, for having a different answer. I'll just put a dot, dot, dot.
0: Yeah.
3: So, I mean, it, it, it,
2: no. <laughs> so, yes, yeah, so, no, Carlo. But uh, I do need a new suit. Um, <laughs> well, I, I don't, I, I'm sort of slightly shy of going into a thing, but I, I, I'm in pectoral, kind of like, you look at the TV and just sort of think, it can't make, doesn't make any sense at all. It makes no sense. Mm-hmm. Nobody knows the answer, and it's clear. So at least best say, well, I think it's this, but... But persecuting people for not agreeing with this... Uh, it's, I mean, that's, it's been a permanent question to me ever since I've been able to try and, at the point where i wanted to try and understand things. So I don't think religion has a great part in my life. It's a polite way of putting it. Um, but that doesn't I mean to so say I'm not a believing person, I do have a set of beliefs that I will believe in, not said beliefs, but beliefs I believe in, entirely personal. Um, i could
0: put entirely personal because we didn't have that. Ay, ay, ay. Yeah, I think
2: and that's: I was going to say, you know, that for the for the first half of well, for the first part of my life, religion hasn't even been a, a strong part of the society I, I work with. And I'm now very fearful of its rising presence. Mm-hmm.
0: I've got this correct. Yeah, so you're saying a fluff. Um, I find uh, religion a very, very tricky subject because so I'm not religious. I think the church has never been part of my life and I have no plans to make it so. That's not to say I don't have any beliefs, I do, entirely personal. It's just that I don't adhere to any structural or organised system of beliefs. In fact, it's the permanent. Sorry, you said with permanent amazement, not the permanent. But one group of people, it's with perma- uh, permanent amazement. Mm, it's with permanent. I, I've jumped. Or maybe no, we didn't. It's, it's with permanent. permanent. Amaz- that I. Because you're permanently amazed, not the, not the people. So it's with permanent amazement. I find. No. That one group of people can think they know the answer to a question that can't possibly be answered more than the next group of people. I don't understand how people can be so convinced about something they clearly don't know the answer to. As for persecuting people, having a different answer. For the first part of my life, religion hasn't been a strong part of the lives those I've worked with. I'm now fearful of its rising presence. Is that correct?
2: No, I wouldn't. It's it's a sort of statement that's too volatile, I think. Okay.
0: Really? Is everybody converting? So no, Carlos.
2: Yeah, I mean, what Carlos is aiming at is the fact is the the power of the church to fund art.
0: Yes, like the Medici or
2: something. Yeah, but that's not the case anymore. Or not seemingly the case, but whether that, I mean, there is an inkling that that might be changing. Mm. There's an inkling that there's money coming from the church now to fund a certain set of of image makers. Is that true? It's getting a little bit too too prevalent to my liking. Mm. I can't see it creeping in. So I'm I'm slightly concerned about it, but I know so little about it. that I'm not particularly wanting to go on paper or as it were on the screen and say, oh, well, I think this Mm. is happening. But I mean, that's what he's aiming at. Mm. But largely the church and religion has been replaced in my lifetime. By other things, mm. but you know the, there is a system of patronage, um, and I think that you know, commerce has to some degree replaced the church mm. in, in terms of patronage. Mm. But I,
0: that's equally scary,
2: isn't it? But yeah, that's so, the story. <laughs> yeah. so it depends so what you're trying. So same,
0: would you take a religious commission? I guess. Good lord, can't imagine what
2: that would be. Well, funny enough, actually, I was asked to do. Um, I to, let's okay. leave out to so no, colour because I haven't concluded yet. Okay. Um, it might indeed be so no, but I was asked for the Millennium Dome to do their religious... What they had, they, they broke them up in a bit. They called, religious sphere? Religious oh God, I, I section? So. To represent... Um,
0: to, right, OK, I was asked for the Millennium Dome to, to do a commission for their religious zone.
2: Yeah. I was asked by the Millennium Dome to do... Um, um, commissioned to, to do the images for the Religious Zone. But the whole thing disintegrated into so many different wranglings from so many different parties. And they wanted to express in a very stereotypical, stereotypical way.
0: Conservative.
2: No, they, uh, they want to express in a very stereotypical way, very, and very cliched and stereotypical ways. The sort of images they want to have <laughs> Christianity being represented by a couple outside a church, you know, is that, is that sort of level of kind of um, imagery. <laughs> God. Yeah, exactly. Well, exactly. <laughs> but that wasn't the church commissioning, that was the state commissioning me, which is slightly different. If it, if the dome was commissioned by the state, which I believe it was. Mm, and I would consider, in fact, this, this is more of a conversation that is something we should try and write down, but my one of the, the lecturers at college who was the most important in my sort of education, his last project to me was to do a series of, um, his sort of challenge project when I graduated, was to say to do a series of um, church interiors with natural light on a 50mm lens and 35mm or we something like that. I've never heard oh. you say
0: this. Right, have on I have One of my... College briefs? Is it? Did you say? Oh, sorry. It was
2: a challenge, if you want, set to me by Paul Blatchford, who was probably the lecturer who I had the most um, uh, was the most important to me at college. And his challenge was to do a series of black and white. Was it black and white colour? I think it was black and white. It was a series of um, um, church interiors, lit only with available light. I think it was on 35mm in black and white, so it was a sort of, you know, a no-tricks sort of approach to, <laughs> to church interiors. And it's a project I often think about, so I often go back. and say, oh, I'd, yeah, I'd love to do that project. I
0: well, did you not do it? No. Why
2: not? I have no time yet, Penny.
0: <laughs> but at the time, did you not do it?
2: No, it was it was, when I was after I graduated. Oh, I see. It was his kind of, he gave me um, my, um, my marks. He told me that I got my distinction. And when he delivered my, the message that I got my distinction, he said to me, and I have a project for you. Hmm. And he wrote it on the back of a little card that he had written the fact I got a distinction. I said, yeah, do this as a church And t-. He says, on graduation, he set me it as a challenge. And I often think about doing that project, so I've already got one religious.
3: Yeah,
2: so it's, I mean, clearly there was so much passion put into religious surroundings and Churches, you know, it's impossible not to have them, not to see them now, as objects of some interest. Do you want so, me to put that down? No, not really. Sure. <laughs> I don't know how interesting it is, but um,
0: this is so frustrating because I want to keep chatting with you about every single subject, but it's it's hard. I feel the the, the pull forward, but uh.
2: So, uh, so that was a and that project. I still count, and I will do at some point. I don't like to be. I don't like to not accept a challenge, <laughs> Paul. Um, so I have a commission in, in waiting to be done, so, um, so his last part is, would you like to work yeah. on a religious project?
0: And we've got one of our last uh, college challenges set to me by Paul Platch, probably the lecturer who was most important to me, to do a um, series of black and white church interiors lit only with available light on 35mm and no tricks approach. It's a project I often think about. He delivered the brief when he handed me my distinction at graduation, so I've already got a religious commission. I will do it at some point.
2: Yeah, um, and I think we could go on to say that you know there's such a wealth of um, not human suffering, but um, human involvement. It's, it's, you know, there's such a wealth of passion that has gone into subjects religious that they do hold a you know they do hold a lot of um, a lot of. Clues to us? No, that's not the right way to put it. But you know, did the... I'm trying to say there's, there's so much, so much has been invested in in expressing belief through physical um, physical things like churches or, or um, illuminated manuscripts or you know, whatever it is. So much, so much to be put into already that are the you know the, the legacy that's left, the physical legacy that's still left of that, is, is of great interest. as it's testimony to to. Uh, to us as a species. That's nice. Great. Is that
3: okay? So yeah, something that's, something that's
0: okay. Much more than he expected, I'm sure. Ah. <laughs> oh. If you were curating an exhibition, which artists would you select? Um, from Antonio from Washington DC? Well,
2: Antonio, it would depend on what the exhibition was trying to say. It's a little bit of a tricky one to answer. Um, whether it's an exhibition of sound works or whether it's an exhibition of... <laughs> it, it, it would depend on the message behind the exhibition.
0: OK, so Washington, D.C. Art Gallery uh, mm-hmm. give you a space and say... I know you don't like an open brief, but they say that we'd like you to put something on. Hope. Hope. OK,
2: well... Um, but I'll this what I select. Well, for a start, I'd have to consider the space. I would consider two things. I would consider the space, and I would consider the, What I would imagine there would be a brief, because they would say about sound, about movement, about blah, 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 blah. And that would donate the artists. Um, but I, mean, I think the question is trying to say, yeah, you know, which artist do you like? Yeah, well, of
3: course. Um,
2: and there are so many. I mean, no, that's, that's the problem with any of these questions, you know, which are your most influential photographers, which are the most influential filmmakers, which are your favorite artist which you know there's so many it depends on the relevance of that particular thing so unfortunately antonio i can't give you a very succinct answer because you're giving me a, 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 a question without a you know without a brief it's a sort of it's not a question without a brief but it's, you know, the information i would need to answer your question you're not providing and i suspect you're asking me to say which are my favorite artists <laughs> the answer to that depends entirely on the relevance of that artist to what I'm doing at the time. So, Rebecca Horn or Lisa Jaskovic.
0: One moment. Now let me get her name spelled mm-hmm. yes. Yeah.
2: So, Rebecca Horn, Lisa Jaskovic, or Paul Wunderlich could be as important to me. I'm just just actually using bad bad examples here, but it it, it would depend on, it's entirely dependent on what's exciting at the time. If I'm looking into, like when we were doing, um, you know, the sound for the galliano for editing film, I started looking to, to, to sound files and we started looking at sound. So now I'm interested in sound artists.
0: So let's finish that sentence before I come on to that. Yeah, so sorry. Rebecca Horn, Lisa, Lisa Uscavige or um, Paul Wundell, mm. It could be important to me as...?
2: Well, it could be important... Um, I mean, what I'm trying to say is they could all be as important as each other, depending on what the project is. But that's not a particularly insightful answer, I'm afraid. Um, I was going to then, do, you know, then go and list another set of a completely opposite sort of artists mm. who think, well, okay, well, you know, Richard Long and um, um, you know, whoever it is, Balzac and, and M- Moliere might be interesting, depending on what I wanted to say. Mm-hmm. So there's three off the top of my head. Um, <laughs> uh, why, why they Slightly absurd just like sort of let's take out set each other and put them in then, because they're mm. interesting. As, who did we have? Richard
0: Long.
2: Richard Long, Balzac and Moliere. And indeed, funnily enough, I have the artists I'm researching into four projects at the moment. So As that read back, it sounded absurd coming out of my mouth.
0: No, it would depend on what the exhibition was trying to say, whether it was one of sound, work, movement, or whatever. For a start, I'd consider the space in brief. That would determine the artist. There's so many, so unfortunately I can't give you a succinct... You said, let's give you... A succinct answer. The information I would need isn't in your question. I suspect you're asking me for my favourite artist. The answer to that depends entirely on the relevance of the artist to what I'm doing at the time. So Rebecca Horn or Lisa Uskavich or Paul Wunderlich would be as important to me as Richard Long, Balzac or Molly are, depending on the project I'm working on. Funnily enough, those are the artists who I'm researching for a project I'm working on at the moment.
2: Fine. Well, um, <laughs> oh.
0: <laughs>
2: well, blown down a feather. Yeah,
0: see why I persisted with that question about uh, that, that sentence. Um, so, a question, strangely enough, from Lisa uh, uh, uh If I read it out to you, um,
2: I've been under the impression. I should just say, Lisa Yuskavage, take the last one out.
0: Yeah. <laughs> well, I, I knew you'd picked out ones that you loved. I've um, been under the impression lately that fashion and commercial photography reflect an awareness of contemporary art to a greater extent than in the past. We take it for granted that artists use and or are influenced by popular and commercial culture. That's been almost the main tradition of 20th and 21st century art. So my question is, was the flow of influence going in the reverse direction as well all these years? Does contemporary art influence your work? How? I look forward to meeting you someday.
2: Um, well, at least I'm thrilled you've written the question. Um, as I'm an enormous admirer of your work, but I mean, it's relevant to what I'm doing. No, <laughs> so I know a of your work. Um, I've been trying to work out how to purchase one. Yeah, I was st-
0: just going to say, you can look forward to p- meeting her at the sale. Yeah, um, exactly. Um,
2: Looking forward to I've thought many times at purchasing one for Charlotte. Um. Shall I put that
0: in or not? What do
2: you think?
0: It's a nice thing to say.
2: Yeah. I, been, well, yeah. How
0: would you feel if somebody said that to you? Would you feel like they were dying for a print? Yeah, probably, yeah.
2: (laughs) um, Well, I mean, that's the truth, isn't it? So whether it's right or wrong, it's the Mm -hmm. truth. I have been thinking of purchasing one Charlotte for some years now.
0: What about Charlotte reads it, though?
2: Charlotte knows. Ever since I saw her work. I think there's such a widening now of all the boundaries between the different arts, if you want. I think there's such a a fundamental revolution happening in communication, which is actually how I see the arts. Rightly or wrongly, that's how I define the arts in my own head. That's how I rationalise the arts in my own head is to see them just as communication. So I don't. I mean, that's how they affect me, if you want.
0: Mm, right, okay, wrongly
2: or rightly or wrongly. I'm sorry, but I put
0: I think there's a winding now of all the boundaries. A fundamental revolution happening in communication just now. Rightly or wrongly that's how I see the visual arts, it's how they affect me.
2: No, rightly or wrongly I see them as communication.
0: Oh sorry. Um
2: I see them all as communication, just because that's how they affect me. Um, So it follows therefore that, if you want, the influence from one particular art to the next particular art it's completely, there's a complete overlap now. No, I don't think I'm asking if you a question, well, She's I was just asking about contemporary art influences my work, but, I mean, contemporary art does it along with many other things, but uh, I can't say that contemporary art hasn't influenced photographers' work in the past. I've under the impression, mm-hmm. lately that fashion and commercial photography reflect an awareness of contemporary art to a greater extent than in the past. Well, see, I'm not sure I agree with you, Lisa, on that. I'm not sure I agree that it shows a greater awareness of it. What,
0: well, that fashion uh, influences art?
2: No, I've been under the impression, lately that fashion and commercial photography reflect an awareness of contemporary art. Oh, I see, art. I see. If you speak to people like Bailey, or speak to people, I'm sure if you spoke to Avedon, or if we could get to speak to Penn, they would be completely influenced, I mean, by the people, okay, they've had the Okay, let's church, come back whatever. to that, then. So, I think so we, we should, should say,
0: to be honest, in the past, I think, photographers yeah. were aware of com- com-
2: contemporary art. Yeah, I, absolutely. And I'd go further, I think there's a kinship between all forms of... It's, it's forced want to use language that I don't particularly use. But I think it's, one can imagine a complete kinship between... I'm going between, to miss this
0: if I... If I sorry, I'll just sorry. get a sentence out. Sorry, I know it's frustrating. And... and, then, and then. Do you want to put that piece in about if you spoke to Bailey and Penn?
2: Yeah, I I, th- I think if you... If you spoke to, I mean, she's talking about fashion and commercial photography. I mean, again, the problem is that their the terms I don't apply to to, mm-hmm. to how I see the work still, but for sake of argument, um, and therefore the greatest exponents of that are people like Aberdon and Penn and Bailey and those sorts of people. And you do see those, you do see clear indications in their work, certainly in their past work, because those are people who are no longer working so much.
0: So if you spoke to them?
2: If you could speak to them about it, mm-hmm. you they would almost certainly say that there was an enormous influence in their work. I mean, you know, Bailey was enormously influenced by Warhol. I mean, you know, the, what, what else is box of pinups? It's, it's, it's about celebrity. If you look at the, the work, um, I can't think... You, you can find echoes of, of, of many different artists in Irving Penn's work.
0: Will we say Bailey? We're talking two, about five.
2: David Bailey. Lisa Duskowicz will know David Bailey, but of course, yeah. I would have thought so i lucky to be able to hear this audio, so you can hear me mispronounce a name. <laughs> <or something. laughs>
0: um, Bailey was enormously influenced by Warhol, and you said Abedin was. No, of
2: Penn. Uh, you, you can see clear influence, Im- artistic influence if you want. It's, it forces me to use words I don't, don't like, but you can see clear influence of different artists within Penn's work.
0: You
2: can see. Yeah, people like, you, you can see the influence of people like Marcel Duchamp in his early work ready-made, that sort of thing. His his cigarette butts are I'm actually traceable back to to earlier German photographers. And certainly in in the in the portraits, in Penn's portraits and to some degree in Avedon's portraits you see a human kinship you know, sort of a shared an, an acknowledgement of shared values between Penn and his sitters, and lots of his sitters were you know, Capote or you know, Saul Bass, or I can't remember. You know, just because my memory is not great these days, I can't reel off Irving Penn's portrait sitters. But a lot of the contemporary artists of the 50s and 60s, you can see a human kinship or a human acknowledgement of a shared spirit, a kindred spirit within his approach to taking their pictures. He's not saying, I dislike you. He's not saying, I don't associate with you. I don't find empathy with what you do. He's merely expressing all the sorts of values that they express for their work. That's a whole lot of jumble. No,
0: no, I'm just aware I'm not catching bits. Bailey was enormously influenced by Warhol. You can see clear evidence of art, different artists like Marshall Duchamp in Penn's early work. His cigarette butts trace back tra- 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 to the early German photographers. In his, and to some extent uh, in Avedon's early portraits, you see a kinship and an enormous sharing of sim- sharing values with a lot of the contemporary artists of the 1950s and 60s. Mm-hmm. In the, uh, in, in open, the one there about Penn,
2: it's um, the Marshall Duchamp references in the, what, what are they called? It's not found objects? Ready-made. Ready made. yeah.
0: Like, um, like, different art then i better say if I'm going to make a reference
2: to. If you look at Marcel Duchamp's Ready made and then pens cigarette butts, you know, what you're doing is taking an everyday object and placing it in the rarefied atmosphere of mm-hmm. a gallery or the white space of a page. So that's exactly the same. Sorry. Okay. No, no, say? I'm just trying to work, work out, out how to do this? it. Should <laughs> yeah.
0: we No, no. We should. Um, cigarette butts um, placed in... Let's take that bit about the German is out. Yeah. Cigarette butts <laughs> placed in the... White space. Found, um, white
2: space. ...gallery. Well, the cigarette butts placed in the white space of a printed page... Oh,
0: sorry.
2: ...make the same point as Marcel Duchamp's snow shovel placed in the gallery. Make made exactly the same point. I think Marcel Duchamp's art earlier. Hmm.
0: Um, in his, so we'd better take out the bit because that will refer to Duchamp now. Uh, to some extent, in Avedon's early portraits, let's just put and. To some extent, in Avedon's early portraits, you see a kinship and a norman sharing with A lot of the contemporary artists of the 1950s. Actually, pen having
2: portraits, Avedon's tend to be a little bit less of that. We're looking, yeah, for example. Um,
0: it's an early portraits, you see a kinship, da, 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 the, uh, contemporary artists of 50s and 60s who sat for him.
2: Yeah. You perceive the world of Truman Capote through the images that Penn did of him. Am I not right? That's how, that's how I think of Truman Capote. That's how I'm seeing him. And it's not through somebody... I'm not doing this very well, but there's a, a sympathy for, for, for Capote and what he's written about and his plight and his cause and everything else that's clearly articulated in Penn's work. So I think there's an enormous... I'd say there's more than an influence. I think there's a complete... I think it's more than influence. I think it's a complete if we haven't already put it, a sort of spiritual kinship between Penn and his sitters, or Penn and the artist he photographed. <coughs> I do hate to have to disagree with somebody whose work I'm in have much in the I mean I don't know. I'd love to invite her to do a project together. I'd hate to disagree with someone whose work I admire so much. Especially. Oh,
0: actually, I you so much. Do you want to. Take it? I, uh, uh, I so much admire maybe a bit, so. Yeah. Like I admire.
2: Um, especially.
0: I could put so much.
2: Yeah, I, I do admire her work, sorry. especially as I've been thinking of trying to contact you to ask you to... And I've not put
0: that at the start. The oh, day. you have?
2: Yeah. Uh, and I was thinking of trying to contact her to ask her to do a project together. Uh. Well, for the last two years I've had a project, as you know, called Conversation, that's been based on trying to do a piece of work with Lisa Jaskovic. <laughs> So, so let's make it happen about sound like an American kind of woe.
0: Yeah, um, so I do look forward to meeting you too.
2: Yeah. Yeah.
0: I hope so. Yeah.
2: Lovely. Yeah. Let's go. Shall we read through it? Oh, no, no, no. It's fine, 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 fine.
0: Maybe, maybe it's not gone actually. Don't, don't know worry. It it's it fast <gasps> Wow. Well, here's a question. Sandra Ernst from Germany asks, how do you finance show studio?
2: Um, I steal. <laughs> um, I you to need to. Flipping flip answers. How do I finance show studio? Um, well, it's clear how I finance show studio. I finance it out of my own, out of the money I earn through doing my work. Um, but, um, I'm having to look for a new way to finance it as it is so clearly bursting is that so clearly yeah. burst into grab yeah. and become the fantastic <laughs> no, it's, not, it's not fantastic already but. But I mean, that's, I that's how do I do feel about it. it, it, it sort of feels, yeah. It's sort of, you know, um, the fantastic, um, fantastic broadcasting empire. Yeah, well it's no. a bit broadcasting phenomenon that it clearly can be. But that sounds a bit bling and trumpet, doesn't it?
0: Mm, no, you could just say that, that I, feel, I feel I've always felt it could be. Yeah.
2: So we can put so as from this autumn, I can either put advertising beyond show studio, or I can because it might not be, it might be might need to say it later. We're
3: planning.
2: So well, I can say there's a different financial structure going to take over, or which sounds a bit dry, um, or we can say that we, um, we are How now are talking think? to. Um, now, talking to. If
0: we say we're now talking to, th- that will mean that we'll be talking to them in August? August. Okay. So,
2: what will we say? so, in the autumn, um, we are accepting advertising We…
0: That
2: sounds awful to the advertisers, doesn't it? it yeah, why awful. don't we
0: say um, we're planning new commercial aspect of the site, which we'll be hearing about?
2: Yes.
0: Looking to find a new interesting way to work with advertisers. Uh, well,
2: actually, oh, we could put as you will see in the autumn. Um, so in the autumn. Um, um, Well, either one simply puts, So, as you'll see in the autumn um, show studio will carry advertising. Carry its own form of advertising? Its own version of advertising? Yeah, let's put that. Which...
0: Of online advertising? Yeah,
2: um, its it's own version of advertising. advertising, Which I think will be very successful of both the site and the advertisers. both the or- for our audience and their advertisers. We've got a new way of doing it. Um, is that okay? Yeah. yeah. Okay.
0: yeah. Um, okay, let me just shout to Laura. Laura, do you have a rough idea of how many we've done? Maybe 15 or something? Got to do
2: better than Vivian Westwood. <laughs> how many did Lever Queen do?
0: You've got longer answers than Vivian Westwood.
2: Oh, surely not. <laughs> yeah, she was do. writing critiques on every one of our answers.
0: We've done what? 15? 14. <sighs> so I would say we've done maybe um, a fifth or a quarter. Okay. And we're nearly at half past five. So um, d- let us know what, whether, how you're feeling. I'm, I'm absolutely of... fine. You, okay, You
2: can tell my answers. Starting getting more and more moronic an <laughs> indication of how I'm feeling. Um, but I'm very happy to, I'm thrilled that people okay. ask questions, so I'd like to try and sure. them, answer as many as I can. Sure. In What, what way,
0: way is Kate Moss such a good model um, from uh, Lorraine Cook in Berkshire?
2: Well, Lorraine, in nearly every way, to be honest. Um, she's intelligent. She's got a list of competence, okay. She's intelligent. She. Um, well, I, mean, I, still, I mean, normally how I describe the way in which models are good models is the fact they have to be a cross between an actress and a sports person. So, should we go down that line?
0: Yeah, hang on a minute. Or is that going to be too long a no, no. question? No, no, it's okay.
2: Too long answer. Normally? Normally, how i explain... Um, uh, explain either why models are good or um, explain. And what makes a good model it's to say that models are across between uh, good models so that yeah.
0: they are
2: cross between an actress and a sports person they have to have The physical stamina, physical stamina, sorry, to, um, to endure, literally hours of physically demanding work, or endure hours of demanding work. And they have to have have the intelligence to understand and express the narrative that the clothes, uh, the narrative implied by the fashion narrative implied by the clothes they're wearing. Mm -hmm. particular instance on Kate. Um, I remember f- I filmed I photographed Kate for a Cover Vision Air. And it meant that she had to swing on a swing in the studio for I think it was six and a half hours non stop. Let's put Five and a half, five and a half, it's five and a half hours non stop. Every every time the shutter went off, she had to be aware of her physical position and of what she was portraying emotionally. Not only did she do this beautifully Professionally, she did it with a personal grace and kindness that's quite rare. Yeah.
0: Two people, Carly from Perth. Um, in Australia, and Weechie from Kuala Lumpur. We've never had anybody. From no, Kuala Lumpur, first but that's one from Kuala exciting. Lumpur. I'm excited. Yeah. Um, who has been the most difficult person to photograph, and why?
2: Me. Um, why? Because um, I never <laughs> look how I hope I would look. I never. It's very hard to come to terms with actually how you do look, as opposed to how you think you look. <laughs> Any poor young photographer or any poor photographer that's been given the task <coughs> has had to suffer my foul moods. Really? Well, grumpy mood. Then. <laughs> and I'm um, totally diss- No, I can't put that. Uh, <laughs> Another one you like? Yeah, there, there are a couple of like tend to be taken by Charlotte. But um, well, Jess is just only sort of a nice one. Um, so as many poor stories had, had suffered my foul moods and general. What's the word I'm looking for? The um
0: curmudgeonliness.
2: Yes, um, it, it's a sort of. It's like kind of knowing what they're doing and not being happy with it.
0: Mm, uh, Over attention, no um, self consciousness, no um, consciousness of what they're doing.
2: That's yes, a, I guess. Yeah. Oh, what general... I to Disdain. Mm. No. <laughs> no, because I haven't been really, I don't really... I just... Yeah, if they bring a light, a light near me, I know what it's doing. If they put a the lens on the camera, I know what it does. Mm,
0: let, let's put that in then. So let's take that out and see. What was the other thing? Did they bring a light near me? They put
2: a lens on the camera. I know the effect it has.
0: Um, That must be a nightmare for them.
2: (laughs) It probably is. (laughs) Um, And I tend to look more and more bad tempered as the session goes on, which isn't isn't very good for getting a portrait of me, but that's we shouldn't, but that's just tittle-tattle. So the most difficult story, for the most difficult person is me, blah, blah, blah. Um,
0: It's very hard to come to terms with how you do look as opposed to how you think you look. Any proper that's been given the test had to how suffer from a film is bringing light near me, I know what it's doing and put a lens on the camera, I know the effect it has.
2: Um, which makes me a very bad sitter. Aha, uh-huh,
0: yes. I should put that exclamation mark there so you're yeah. not thunderous. Is
2: that okay? Yeah, I think that's Good. Nice. I'm trying to be a little bit more concise. Which made me drop the
0: lens, generally I know that they're photographing my okay. shoes. This is at uh, the shows, so they go, can I take your picture? And the they go, <laughs> <laughs> um, uh, what was it like working with Bjork? Asks, uh, I don't know how to pronounce that. Mesel Mikkel?
2: Macelle. Um, uh, from
0: Orlando in Florida.
2: Um, always an inspiration. It's a picture we did for Homogenic. Which Lee McQueen, art director. Was the very first shot we took of the day. Um, and when, this is more, more about Lee actually, so I'm not sure this is worth saying, but I was trying to say that the, that homogenic shot was the very, very first, and literally <laughs> the first time I pressed the, 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 the shutter release. Um, Lee saw it and went home. And decided, he'd got the, decided we had the right shot. We decided we got the best shot. And Bjork very kindly put up with me, very patiently put up with me, spending the next three and a half hours and 300 sheets of
0: 108, <laughs> God!
2: Proving him right. I always look forward, I always look forward to working with, I mean always, it's one of the people I always look forward to working with. Both her music and her as a person. I've already put this as a great inspiration on me, so. Mm. Well, I was always an inspiration when I put both as a person and her music. So, can we drop Mm. that in there?
0: Well, it was the other way around, so. from Stella in Perth in Australia. What's your opinion of the paparazzi? Do you think they're actually photography enthusiasts following their dream to get paid for doing what they're passionate about, or are they just arts out to ruin so-called celebrities' lives? Well, well, say what you mean.
2: Um, I think you're answering your own question, really. Mm-hmm. Um, my only relationship I have with paparazzi is that they always put their cameras down when I go to... <laughs> I walk into, last time I went into the... Um, last time I went out, in fact, I, um, I walked... Into the Vogue party behind Sienna Miller. No, there's no point in saying this. But they never no, photograph. No, you should do me. It. But they never <laughs> photographed me. So my relationship <laughs> with them Instead, kind of putting their point pointing the camera towards the floor when I walk by. So I've not, you know, I don't have any relationship with them at all. I have I have no relationship with them. they have no interest in me at all. Um and I'm sh I am incidentally don't like talking about people as if they all behave in the same way. So I'm sure some paparazzis are horrible and some pap- paparazzis are probably very nice. Uh,
0: you said something that I've just missed. Sorry, uh, I'm trying. No, um... So I have no relationship with them whatsoever. Is that right?
3: Yeah.
2: which suits Emma and suits me.
0: Yeah, I'll see. Uh, from, I think that must be Azazel in New York. Um, have you ever fallen in love with a person after you photographed them?
2: That has to do with it. How do you feel about loving people in any case? Um, yes, of course you have. But often before, during and afterwards. Um, I mean, it depends, I mean, the only real person, the only, the person that I have all... You know, that I have a, a complete love for is Charlotte. Charlotte and my children. The people That's a complete, non-questioning, unbridled, honest Many people I have complete love for a child in my children. So I'm, one might just want to answer with that. Yeah. Because actually, it goes, you have to discuss about how you feel Call what love that is. You. and all that mm-hmm. sort of. So I'd probably take yes, of course I do, but I'm, not, I'm just the only people. But does that make me sound... Yeah, I think so. Weird? Is that okay? Yeah. Good. Okay. Yeah. Thank you, Penny.
0: But yeah, I think that's right. You don't need to go into that. Okay, Alexander McQueen asks... Um, Does he now? When you shot the skinheads, uh, did you get turned on by them? Because I did. Um, um, obviously, Alexander McQueen.
2: <laughs> I'll ask an easy question at the end of the day. Um, yeah, but by the girls, not by the boys, uh, which I think is what he's implying. Um, well, I mean, there's, there's two ways to answer the question. I mean, either the the. Committed, right? This down Yeah, there the, was. There are two ways to answer this.
0: Do you want to say a salutation? Yeah. Highly.
2: Yeah, highly. <laughs> uh, nothing like an easy question. Hmm. Okay, so there are two ways to answer this. On an immediate level, um, my sexual interest with skinheads was directed. Directed sounds awful. Was this um, to the girls? I and mean that's that's
0: directed more at girls than boys.
2: Yes, well I wasn't directed at all at the boys. Is the <laughs> truth of it, um, but the. That was my. That was why I got into it. I liked the, world, the way the way skinhead girls danced and dressed. I mean, that was. I don't know. That.
0: That's why.
2: I'm... I just, I used to have a crush on my next door neighbour, who was maybe Penny. <laughs> no, no. Yeah, um... like, like
0: that's the last time she'll be referred to by <laughs> <Yeah>. that name. <laughs> um,
2: and she was three years older than me. put down. She was three years older than me, and she. And back in the early seventies, she was a skinhead. And I was, you know, it's one of those kind of neighbor, you know, one of those sort of crushes that a small boy of sort of 11 and 12 might have on a 15-year-old girl. So it was, I was reliving that. So maybe that's what we should put.
0: Um, right, OK, there was a next, uh, next uh, girl next door who when was I went, when, three years older than me.
2: Yeah, when I went in, the, in the early 70s. There was a um, my next my next neighbour was uh, my, my, there was a girl next door to me who was three years older than me.
0: Um.
2: My next door neighbour was three years so I might be putting it. And it was a skinhead. Um, and I had the typical crush of an eleven year old boy on a fourteen year old girl. Um, and that in very much it was it was the experience of that love, if you want, or that that obsession um, that fascination, that obsession that love, that um, crush. That fueled my desire to photograph skinheads. She used to have a copy of Motown Chartbusters, no, like reggae chartbusters. which was a silver one, I think. I used to walk her down to disco. <laughs> she used to ignore me. Fantastic. Um, <laughs>
0: You're gonna let me get that done. Um,
2: and. It, but I always, um, I, I, in, I do also find powerful women very attractive. So I've always, I always, liked, I've always liked women who are powerful. So that's the case of skinhead women or, or whatever. I mean, Charlotte's a powerful woman the same, same, same.
0: sounds a bit like she's also ran and she's it. Um. So I guess we have to find the, the second way to do
2: it. Yeah, I'm not sure I can probably go into it. So, um, well, why don't we just start with all yeah. the immediate level, shall uh. we? Nice. I didn't expect that answer I'm not, I can't bother to get into the kind of homeo homo kind of erotica of mm. men having you know been together sort of mm. it, 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 I know that's what he wants it's me a to talk roof, about, isn't it yeah. and I don't think we've got the time to um, but whether I can make some sort of silly quip to him and say the other stories I, liked, I only tell you or something but i <laughs> it's not worth it because actually the skins were real people, and one shouldn't sort of joke about them in the sort of so. But you could say, but, you, oh, but I'm sure that. Oh, is it sent? Yeah. It, sent? it doesn't sorry. matter. No, that's no, fine. It's fine. It's fine, fine.
0: Sorry. Ah, thank you. I think his name must be Verge um, from Paris. Name a photograph that you've seen that made you think, I wish I'd done that.
2: Um. I don't actually spend my time going around thinking that, but still. Um, I can often see photographs in my photographs I wish I'd taken. You
0: often
2: see photographs in your photographs? Well, I can often see my photographs and think, well, I wish I'd done that with my own photograph. I wish I'd moved to the left or put that there or whatever. So I can often see, I I often wish I could change the way my photographs are. It's like wanting to be somebody else.
0: But why won't you? But to be honest, I don't.
2: Yeah, well, be, be, well, sorry, i you—you're about to say something a lot more.
0: Well, you, you just—the you, the point that you just made—that you really, that's not the way you think. Yeah. I think that's important to say. So yeah. I often see photographs and wish I could change them to something different. Yeah. But looking at other people's work and wishing that I'd done it isn't the way that. I've,
2: yeah. Isn't the way I think about things. If you look at a Lartigue, you can think it's a beautiful, beautiful picture. But I I wouldn't want to be what who Lartigue was, and you could only take that picture by being who he was. can I put this?
0: Yep. If you look at Lartigue, you could look at. You said.
2: Lartigue, for example, and feel that it's a beautiful photograph, and feel it's a, a, a beautiful photograph.
0: But that point that you said about you wouldn't want to be them is. is
2: well, you, yeah, I, but I wouldn't want to be that. But I wouldn't want to have been Lartigue, and that's the only way to have taken that photograph. Is a summation of him as a person.
0: Is it summation? Is that with one M? I can't remember.
3: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm.
0: Can we put summary? No, summation. I'll, I'll change it either. I'll change it later if it's not okay. spelled correctly. Um, no, it's half past five, so I'm wondering if the person, um, or if any of the, um, uh, I should check with them about the in-camera, eye um, okay. iChat. Uh, do
2: you want to do an chat break and we'll come back yeah, to this?
0: sure. Well, I just want to check if that's how we should do it. Ross? Hello. Um, in terms of, um, I chat, do you want to give me the nod when... So we, we're, you know, we're doing them quite thoroughly, so there there are many more to go. Um, okay. So when, tell me when you would like to break to do the I don't want to lose our chap. Or uh, yeah, well,
1: he's, I said he'd be online within this
2: hour, so... I can take a break now and do him now, if you want us to kind of middle, Is it, is it
0: possible to drop yes. in and then back into yeah, no. it? Is that all right? Yeah. So I don't know if it's maybe a good time to do yeah, it I now. Have a do, you, what, do, a do you want to check? Yes. So what we're going to do is break for a moment, and try like out our up. new iChat um, facility. So it's a quick break and we're coming back in about, What we're staying on aren't we? <laughs>
2: Ross, um, you on the mate cable? You can do this plug socket down here. Yeah. Okay, so Nick's gonna sit here.
1: Has the projector
3: interfered? (laughs) No,
2: (laughs) I'm (laughs) just kidding.
1: Ready? Uh, tamas, I think. Thomas. Tamas, tamas, I think we might not Just let me know when.
2: Yeah, sure. Do <laughs> I need my microphone pin back my lapel. I know you were, oh, mm, so I can cross myself. So that's how you look to him. So I can, actually that case, I'm to get myself more in front of the iChat. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. yeah? Just uh, watch out. Watch out but it's okay. okay. Sorry, I'm not quite. Hi, Thomas.
1: Hey. Hi there. How are you? Hey. <laughs> I'm doing. How are you?
2: I'm fine. <laughs> Delighted that you've um, taken up our iChat offer. I think this is the first oh, time. We- thank you. That's right. It the first time we've ever done this. So it's a kind of, you know, it's a good experiment. You're a, breaking some sort of frontier here, I'm sure.
1: Well, actually, there's something funny about me, because about internet, I was the first person they ever used the image from to 900,
2: sorry, I got nervous. That's okay. Okay, Okay. Start again. We're both, we can both Um, be nervous. I'm a
1: dancer. (laughs) Okay, cool. So, I'm a dancer. And uh, one, Ruchi Sakamoto made an opera in Japan which oh, was yeah. called Live. Yeah. And in this opera they use first time the internet to use uh, the, an, a live transmission of somebody dancing
2: okay. in live
1: performance. And that was actually me. That
2: was you? So you're uh, a dancer? Yeah. Yes. So we're... I, work with, I was going to say, I worked with Ruchi Sakamoto. I did an album cover for him some years ago. And within sort of half an hour from being at the studio, he completely undone the stereo, completely rewired it, and made it into something else. <laughs> All
3: right, well,
1: that's the way to do it, isn't it? Yeah. <laughs> <Cool>. <laughs> and you worked with Michael Clark also.
2: How was um, that? Oh, I worked with Michael Clark um, two or three times. I worked with him back in the 80s when um, Lee Barry um, was part of his dance troupe. Um, they did something mm-hmm. at Sadler's Wells, so the name of which escapes me now. But uh, I worked with him then mm-hmm. and he choreographed to hold the photographs. I mean, we were working in a big white studio, and he just laid everybody out on the floor and made them into all the structures and all the patterns, physically kind of pushed everybody into position. So I just had to take photographs. Wow. So in that way, it's very, easy to work with. And then I worked with him mm-hmm. again um, for another magazine a couple of years ago, where we did a whole series mm-hmm. of pictures, um, with a very simple kind of 35mm um, um, almost a bit like skinhead pictures I did, um, and he w- it, was, it was working with him on that again was great, you know, great pleasure. So he's a, he's a good person to work with, but you know, he's very demanding, which is great, but you know, it doesn't come yeah. lightly. Well, movement is
1: very much present in every picture that you take. Actually, it's very strange for me to see. It's almost um, yeah. Sometimes I was thinking it looks almost like a TFO of painting of how you photograph things because of the position. Yeah. You a lot of the time you get really underneath almost of, um, of models of dancers and I find it really, really beautiful because not so other people do it. To well, photograph dance or movement I think is very difficult and you do it amazingly
2: well. Well, you're very kind. I mean, there's a couple of things there. I have photographed other dancers and not with such, mm-hmm. not with such success, if you want, than my working relationship with Michael. Um, dancers aren't mm-hmm. that necessarily that easy to photograph because they're so disciplined to move in a certain way. And once you yeah. try and break that with a sort of classical ballerina, it, it's quite hard. You, you end up not getting the best performance from them, and they end up not getting the best image. So to some degree, the yeah. discipline in ballet and the discipline in dance actually makes it quite difficult to work with. And Michael's a bit more flexible than that. Yeah.
1: I mean, I guess it's also because dancing is very much a movement, so it's always fluid. It's never a static thing. And photography is movement, of course. So you have to be very, very quick on it, but somehow in the fashion photography you do this amazingly well, which I always, I think this is what captured me most of it. I was like, wow, he's really an amazing photographer, well, it's, it's really, really
2: beautiful thing to see for uh, me. Again, you're, you're and, very kind. Right. Um, I mean, part of what, when you're photographing a, a garment, it's been designed to move. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's the whole, mm-hmm. the whole thing that gets to some degree slightly lost in still photography. Uh, The garments aren't designed to do nothing to stay in one position. They're designed to move, so they're designed as fluid, moving objects. So I'm trying, in some ways, to bring that back out of them and make them back, give them back the life that they were intended to have originally. But I mean, movement's one of the sort of two or three main things within fashion, if you want. It's one of the two Mm. or three main dynamics that that, that define it. So it's Mm. always part of it. And also, the other thing, the third point would be that. The, the pleasure for, for, in working, is a sort of, some sort of energy transfer. And so this, right. it, if you want, in a way, trying to sort of push that energy to happen, often the, you know, it shows itself in some sort of movement. So maybe there's some sort of combination of those three.
1: Yeah, for sure. And tell me, in general, how long does it should take for you? Like how
2: long... How long? Does ...something left, like yeah? Um, it really depends. There's no fixed time. Um, you can spend hours and hours and hours pushing and pushing and getting nowhere, and I have. I've even spent days and days mm-hmm. pushing and getting nowhere. Wow. Um, which is very oh, wow. soul destroying and very um, physically very hard because you're physically using your body and you're physically pushing yeah, yeah. all the time. Um, sometimes you get it straight away. I, mean, it's just, I think I answered one of the questions earlier on about Björk, that it was the first yeah. frame that I took. I, mean, I normally work with a 10 by 8 camera, and the first click of the well, button was the shot that she liked, yeah, and Alexander okay. McQueen liked, and you know, I still went on for hours after that, But so it's, yeah. no, there's never really a time thing, and I, I, I never try and look for the repetition of anything, Like I never think, okay, well it's going to take about two hours, or it's going to take you know, a matter of seconds or whatever, I always like yeah. to try and find some way to change, or not to have that expectation of, on what I'm doing, so um, okay. it can take a, had a long from... time.
1: Yeah. You mentioned also the Kate Moss shoot when she's swinging on the swing. I've seen that on the cover of Visionaire.
2: Yeah, that's right. Yeah,
1: and I mean that must have been an insanely grueling thing to do, really. It was grueling if for her. To go shot by shot, yeah. It was very grueling for, for her. her. <laughs> it was
2: actually very mathematical for me because I had to photograph her. I don't know if you saw that cover of Visionaire, but it was one of those lenticel mm-hmm. pictures. So it was 17 yes. images all backed up behind each other. And I had to photograph her, if you imagine a girl swinging on a swing, her body changes throughout that yeah. swing. And so what yeah. I had to do is get her to be in the right position to be photographed at that particular point. So she had to do the whole of the swing with her legs out, and the whole of the swing with her legs a bit more yeah. in, and a bit more in, and a bit more in, and a bit more in. So that's what she had to do. That's why it wow. took six and a half hours. And she had to get her right oh all the way God. through. But for me it was very easy. I just had a focus set at a particular point in the floor, mm-hmm. and when she crossed that point, I let the camera off. Then so for me, it was okay. a simple job. For Kate, it was enormously hard.
1: But like, why wouldn't you do that with like, a series of cameras? Like, for example, filming you can try to do cuts. Wouldn't you do that, or that would not be an option?
2: Um, it wasn't really an option at the time. I needed a set of stills. And also, to be honest, you know, there's, a, there's a, often there's a financial aspect to this. The, you know, Visionaire have no money, so you know, you use the camera oh, right. that you, you have. You know, so it's a kind of realistic approach. to This, I if see. you're being financed by kind of you know Columbia Pictures or somebody with a huge million-pound budget, then there'd be yeah. other ways yeah, of yeah, doing yeah. it. You know, sometimes you just work to, you know, financially what you can afford. Yeah, yeah,
1: I see. So that's always an aspect. Also, that's right? always an aspect. Of course. Tell me, do you know Frankfurt, darling?
2: I don't, I'm afraid. But oh, tell you me, don't know Frankfurt, I don't know. No, but tell me, where are you from? Are you where are you calling I'm from? I'm
1: actually Hungarian.
2: You're Hungarian. Or where are you calling from? Yeah, I'm we- calling from Frankfurt, from Germany. Okay, alright, And what do you do? I'm a dancer. Okay, so I, all right. Okay, no, I don't know. I've I, I put it in way. I've never seen the Frankfurt Ballet. So okay, they know, okay, because they go
1: to London sometimes. Okay, and they also perform at Edinburgh as well. Okay. And then
2: you, I think, um, yeah, this
1: year we've been there.
2: Actually, Mike whom you know, also. He's a good friend of the
1: Florida,
2: from Bill Forsythe. William Forsythe. Okay. So um, he should take you there,
1: and he could show you very well. what this is. About. William
2: Forsythe. And I think it would be interesting. Yes. Okay, all right. No, I'd love to. See Do you know he... William Forsythe? The name rings a bell, but to be honest... <laughs> no, is he a... there's a lot of people in the world. There's right. a lot of people in the world, and at the end of the day... <laughs> Um, is he a choreographer? He's a very
1: famous choreographer. That's Okay, that's a, okay so I would have worked yeah.
2: with him when. Did I not work with him when I worked with the Royal Ballet? Would you choreograph a ballet yes, for the Royal Ballet? Did. That's the guy. Okay, now yes, no, I know yes, who you're talking did. about. Alright, okay. Yeah, yeah.
1: Okay. Because I think you two should co- collaborate or do something together. <laughs> Okay, I all right. These visuals are similar to yours and I think it could work very well.
2: Well, we've got an event coming up in September, which I can't tell you about yet, but it's a lot to do with dance.
1: Okay, call me, call me, don't
2: forget. Call me you'll be at it. Keep on watching show studio. You'll, uh, you'll see it being announced. There's a big dance cool. thing coming up. Wonderful. So-
1: Listen, i leave you to other people, because I bet there's other people waiting for you
2: also. Okay, well, it's very nice to speak to you.
1: It's nice to speak to you and okay. keep up with the beautiful stuff coming. All the best, thank you very
3: much.
2: Bye bye. Ciao. Bye. Bye Excellent. Oh, that's jolly enjoyable. Yeah, it great. Should we go back to questions? Is that yeah. the best thing to do? All right, can I have two minutes refreshment break?
0: start the questions again. So I think, I think this may be a good, another hour certainly in it. Maybe more. We've had lots and lots of questions coming in during the interview as well as some um, Right, this is our probably most popular <coughs> question in the millions of people, but I should read them all out now all right. if you've taken the yeah, trouble to. <laughs> Jess, i just pass
2: through that. Thank you very much.
0: Okay, so Johnny from Mexico, Robin from New... Uh, Robin Newman, sorry, from Los Angeles. Have right. you got something to add?
2: I'm oh, sorry, I'm putting the mic back on.
0: Um, uh, maybe that must be Alessandro, do you think?
2: Yeah, Alejandro.
0: Yeah. Ululoa uh, from Seattle, Martin from Hamburg, Kathy from US. Hmm, what do you think that is?
2: Quique? 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 Quique?
0: From Lima in Peru. I don't think we've had one from Peru. I think we well, had a Peruvian
2: before, yes. I oh. recognise Peru as a Great. destination.
0: <laughs> We're big in Peru. Okay, um, uh... Power Parson from Stockholm, Ryan Oppenmeyer, no location, Crystal Wong from Hong Kong, Justine from Hong Kong, Juliet Carmen from Shropshire, Randy from Melbourne, Ignacio from Chile, mm-hmm. uh, Nick Lakey from Windsor, and Sophie from Cambridge all ask what inspires you. Um,
2: I mean, it's, it's the easiest question, if you want. It's the easiest question. Everything inspires you. Usually, well, not usually, but it it could be the the man I see at the bus stop. Could be a documentary, late night TV. Could be a phone conversation. A sound. Something somebody says to you. They're all inspirations. But I don't think it's... I think it's more about desire than it's about inspiration, to be honest. Your inspiration just f- 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 fuel your desire. that last one again. So I, was, I think it's more about desire than is inspiration, inspiration. To be honest. I think um, inspirations merely fuel your desire. I remember last year when we were working on Bring and Buy, and we we'll were photographing, um, of performing with Liberty.
0: dress
2: me down. Yes, actually, but it's, it's actually both things, both dress me up, dress me down and bring him by. I remember feeling so excited to get to work. although I was physically very tired, I'd wake up an hour or so before I had to. The desire to work was so strong. And when I'm in that state, Everything inspires me. And to, not that this is completely relevant to the question, but to give a slightly longer answer, in that state I feel I can't contain the excitement. It's okay? Yeah, that's great.
0: Martin marella mm. um, if you weren't well, Nick...
2: what a nice lot of questions oh. yeah. anyway, go on,
0: um if you weren't Nick Knight, what of your work over the past years over the years do you think might inspire you the
2: most? it wasn't me um that's a tricky one to is, answer, Martin Margella maison um I guess the bigger projects, well I mean Show Studio being one of them, Show Studio being a, it's not really a project, it's not sort of, I mean Show Studio, well Show Studio would would inspire me, if I wasn't me, seeing Show Studio would inspire me, that would be the the main.
0: Let's come back to that then. Is that okay? Let me just delete that, there we go. I guess...
2: Does he mean my own project, doesn't he? Yes, what of your would, work. Yeah, show studio would inspire me? Because um, that takes in a whole new way of, of communicating, seeing, being. I mean, that's what I find the most... I'm just going over the same thing twice, but that's what I, I get most excited about. No, that's not fair, that's not fair. I do get excited about things. So uh, we, we should just say, uh, let's just answer it. Show Studio. If he wants a, a direct answer. Show Studio. Williams inspiring. Oh, that's
0: nice. Yeah.
2: Yeah.
0: Okay. Two people. Martin Cohen from London and Bern. Is that maybe short for Bernard Husniter? Maybe from Hussnieter. Germany. Um, which photographer has influenced you the most?
2: Um, Well, is it, I mean, I'm, I'm finding myself answering the question I've answered before. Um, it depends on the piece of work that I'm doing at the time. Ouija was an enormous influence at some points. Rodchenko at others. Irving Penn at others. And then it could be some unknown photographer from the world of advertising in the 1970s. I mean, it just depends on the project. Is the truth of it.
0: Third you mentioned
2: Rodchenko, Weej
0: and did you say Pen?
2: No, nope, I could have done. Um,
0: sorry. Sorry. Yeah,
2: you said it like Pen. Do I? I said Pen. So Pen it is.
0: Equally, it, it could be.
2: Equally, it could be an unknown or unheard of advertising photographer in the nineteen seventies.
0: Oh, like those tear sheets yeah. that we use for adjustment. Exactly. Sure. Exactly.
2: Yeah. So it just it it really depends on the project you're working on. What's what of other people's work is important to you at that time. But I will tend to it in a I will tend, for no particular reason, to check Irving Penn's work, or to reacquaint myself. No, not To check Irving Penn's work periodically, I'll go back and recheck it, independent of other projects. It's a level of refinement in his work. I. I'm, still impressed. I'm still, still impressed. There is a level of refinement and intellect in his work. You see, Penny, there is in, in the work of Wynne Bullock, there is in the work of uh, Harry Callaghan. That's the problem. You single out any one person. There is a level of, of, of intellect and, and refinement in Grayson Penn's work. There is also in Harry Callahan's.
0: That's true, but it's maybe more specific. I guess the thing about Irving Penn in this field is that he's he just such a Renaissance person that he's he's it's just he sets so a kind of set of specific solutions, doesn't he? It's kind of like problem yeah. solving in a book. I guess it's not about yeah. copying, but it's just like, oh, how did he do that? again? I mean, but I mean, I'd,
2: but the same way I recheck Bruce Weber's work. Yeah. yeah. So I mean, that's why then when I, if you put any, if I put any one specific person then it kind of den- denies that i I also go back and recheck Weedy's work herself, and I recheck Avedon's work. Oh, uh, not Avedon's actually, Warhol's work. So there are people I will recheck again and again and again.
0: Well, why don't we say he's in a group among a group of other others that I revisit, including... Where does that... has so boring. It's so boring. So like let's take being. it all out
2: of that pen. Are sure? Yeah, well... well I'd, I'd love all to. Alright, okay, okay, right, okay, I don't want to bully you, but... No, Alright, <laughs> you can bully me. Um, <laughs> okay. So right. what have I written?
0: Um, there is a level of refinement and intellect in his work, and then we digressed.
2: Well,
3: which I find enormously.